Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Guys, week one, uh, week one game opener, tailgate. We are kicking off in less, uh, in about a little less, a little more, less than three hours by the time this hits the air. Joining us here today from NFL Spin Zone, obviously big friend of the show, Pete Smith. Pete, what's going on? Week one is upon us. Yeah, it's finally here. It's just a shame that uh, Hurricane or Tropical Storm Gordo is apparently going to uh, have an have a say in how this one's going to go. It's actually it's going to be the case everywhere. Uh, you know, here in New Jersey, uh, my area in New Jersey, there's uh, you know flood warnings up till five o'clock in the morning. So I mean, this is pretty much going to impact uh, a lot, a lot of NFL games today. Uh, you know, we'll see how bad it is in some areas. You know, uh, I think from what I'm seeing and what I'm gathering, some places are going to deal with more with wind. Some are going to deal more with rain. Uh, so, and look, you know, week one, which has a tendency to be sloppy, uh, you know, due to the preseason restrictions that there are, you, we're going to see a lot of sloppy football today. Um, I don't think anybody is going to be able to take anything from these week one games today and use it as a positive or a negative on their team. Uh, you know, a day like today is just going to be what it is, and we'll get on through it. Uh, Pete, you know, last time we had talked, uh, they had kept hinting at it, hinting at it, and I think once, and for me now, almost a year on it, covering the Cleveland Browns, if they're hinting at something, that means they're just trying to get a feeler on what the reaction is going to be before they go ahead and finally do it, and it finally became official. Uh, Desmond Harrison, rookie UDFA out of West Georgia, will be the starting left tackle today. Uh, So, I mean, a, a, a lot of concerns there with a player who probably does have some upside, but maybe you're just tapping into this whole situation a little bit too prematurely. So, like, theoretically, I understand the thought process. You have two quarterbacks who are short, relatively speaking. Uh, and if you have that and you look at the way, like, the New Orleans Saints have set up their offense, they've got the best guys on their line are the guards and center. Uh, and they, ha- they are sort of allowing lesser tackles. They don't. Not to say they want bad tackles or anything. It's just their emphasis is always going to be on the, the middle of the line. It seems like that's the way the Browns are playing this, and they're hoping that uh, Desmond Harrison can be sort of a poor man's uh, what's his face in uh, uh, lost his name. Anyway, the left tackle in uh, New Orleans who also came from a small school. Uh, but the thing that uh, makes this problematic and makes Hugh Jackson look bad is the fact that we, it, it feels now like the Joel Batonio decision was panic. It feels like this didn't ever really have a plan and they're, they're basically trying to put this together at the last minute. He moved him to the left tackle. He took a ton of reps at left tackle. He had Austin Gorber take a ton of reps at left guard. Desmond Harrison uh, in, in fairness was hurt for a lot of uh, the early part of uh training camp. He was on the pup list before he was able to come in, but he never took any first-team reps, at least in preseason, and it's difficult to know what he took in practice. So there's just this thrown-together nature. Uh, beyond that, I mean, there's there's just very little evidence to really suggest that Desmond Harrison is going to be some revelation at left tackle. And it's suddenly going to be a great idea. Uh, like I said before, I think the decision was largely prompted on the fact that they are more willing to give up a little bit on the outside if it means Joe Batonio 
really shoring up the inside, not allowing that inside pressure on a guy like Tyrod Taylor. Uh, that's the worst thing that can happen for quarterbacks who are short is to really put pressure on the inside. Uh, this hopefully allows them to run the ball a little bit on the inside, but again, it makes me a little concerned on the outside. So I think, to me, this comes off as balancing the lesser of two evils for them. They are willing to take weaker tackle play or stronger guard play, given what they have. But again, and, and we've talked about this, no, no shortage uh, is just how uh, chaotic this plan feels, if you want to even call it a plan. Well, I mean, you know, if once we were at Joel Batonio was plan Z, that means we are now at plan Z, subset A, subdivision 1, you know, with the underlining, uh, another A under it. Look, I mean, it is what it is, and they're going to run out there with it today. You know, Daniel Fells obviously probably going to line up a, I would say, a majority, if not 80% of the time, on the left side. Um, what his strength is is obviously in blocking. Even if you think Harrison is ready to put him out there blind, it's probably just foolish at this point. But we got a lot more to get to here. Uh, obviously, you know, uh, James Burgess Jr., uh, most likely he will be out today. EJ Gaines is going to be out. So uh, five other names most likely, you know, obviously going to be on the uh, inactive list today. Pete, care to guess a guy or two you think will be on that list today? Today or the entire season, Chad Thomas? He's never going to see. He's never ever going to see anything. But uh, oh, beyond that, I you know, Willie's is going to be inactive. Uh, Drew Stanton's going to probably be inactive. I mean, that's that's three of them. I, I, I'm sure there's another. Uh, Somebody on the offensive line is probably going to be inactive. I mean, those are sort of and you wonder, and you wonder how much time Zettel's had with the system. So maybe you know he could be a guy. Maybe you know who probably will be part of the rotation, but maybe just not ready yet to go week one. Uh, guys, you're listening to the Locked On Browns podcast. Guys, a lot of people ask me for betting advice. Look, uh, just because I host a podcast, just because any of us host a podcast, doesn't mean we can be any more successful with your wagering than you can. What I can recommend to you is to use a site who is good and is strong and has a solid reputation from their website, from their quick payouts, and that is MyBookie.com. I only recommend them to you. I don't bet much, but when I do, I only use MyBookie.com. It's simple. It's easy. The payouts are quick. You get it right back. That's why I'm urging you to use all your your wagering business to MyBookie.com. You win, they get paid. They have in-game, live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and for everybody who's a fantasy guy, and this is becoming more and more of a lot of where the sports wagering is going on, they will have, oh, you know, they have over-unders for fantasy players. You can bet the over, you can bet the under, you can, you know, wager that way. I mean, you guys are already playing fantasy anyway, so obviously you got some money tied up into it. Go ahead and do it that way. You can uh, take, you know, check out the fantasy over and unders. Join now, my bookie, whatever your initial investment is, 50 bucks, they'll match you 50, so you got 100, so on, so forth. Uh, you know, so use my promo code, Locked on, mybookie, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E.com, mybookie.com. You play, you win, you get paid. Uh, now, Pete, it's it's firmly established now. Obviously, all the speculation was there. But there will be no Le'Veon Bell today. Uh, James Conner, James Conner is a guy that I think probably anybody who enjoys football is going to root for. Obviously, a tremendous story off the field. We're going to get a really good look at this guy today. And... Yeah, it's going to be interesting because obviously this is going to be a strongly contested running game from both sides. You're going to see a lot of carries. So give some guys some thoughts that you had on James Conner and how do you think he's going to do today? Well, like you, I'm, I'm, I, I really like the kid. Uh, fantastic athlete in college. 
you know, obviously had the issue with cancer, uh, which he took the stride and became sort of an advocate for, uh, ultimately able to come back uh, and you root for him from that sense. The problem is, because he's not Le'Veon Bell, uh, that there there's going to be extra scrutiny and extra pressure on the Browns that if he has a big day, they're going to get over. They're going to get killed for it. Uh, having said that, because it is not Le'Veon Bell, you know the Browns should be able to sort of clamp down and given the weather and everything else. And Greg Williams is you know super focused on stopping the run. Was they were successful with that last year? Some people uh, would argue too much so, as it hurt the passing game numbers. But this, you know, in a lot of ways, sort of plays to what the Browns want to be able to do. The worst thing that can happen is the weather is poor enough that it takes Antonio Brown down even a notch, that it takes Ben Roethlisberger down even a notch. And now you're forcing the game into the hands of, you know, those non-big three guys. So that is great. Uh, James Conner, obviously, a little bit of a different vibe than uh, Bell, more of a straight, straighter head runner, uh, that type of stuff. So that'll be interesting to watch. But I mean, if you're if you're the Browns, you're not going to, you know, say this. But this is the conversation that goes on in coaching rooms. Is this couldn't set up better for us. This is, you know, how we come out and 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 try to try to make plays and 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 get it uh, off to a good start by shutting down the Steelers' run game and hopefully the offense with it. Yeah, and obviously now uh, we're going to see James Conner, which is a new addition to this Pittsburgh Steelers offense. Also, uh, you know, you go and replace a guy like Martavius Bryant with a guy who is a uber consistent performer, uber consistent on the field guy, a guy that can be trusted and rookie James Washington, and now just another weapon for Ben. Right. So, I mean, Antonio Brown's obviously the show. Juju Smith-Schuster is, you know, had a great, great rookie year, and they're, you know, looking for him to take, you know, a nice second step. But James Washington, and for anybody who watched him in college, most people should not be surprised uh, that it was way more James Washington than it was Mason Rudolph at Oklahoma State, and that he's... Uh, one of those guys who's built like a tailback. I always love these type of guys. Built like a tailback, but out of receivers, so they, they they know how to use their body to sort of create space to catch passes, which is you know James Washington was sort of labeled as deep threat, and that was how he was able to do it. But because he's able to do those things, he becomes a really big threat after the catch because he's a big, strong dude who's used to sort of taking on contact and not being afraid to have the ball in space and those type of things that. You know, it does become a it could you know as a rookie, and we'll see how he adjusts. But that does become a potentially uh, really dynamic offense. And then add into that, Jesse James may not be Keith Miller, but he's not a slouch either. He's a guy who can can cause problems. And and given the Browns the last couple years and their struggles with tight ends, uh, that that becomes a guy that you know somehow some way they can't let those guys beat them. I mean, on some level, you know, you almost have that basketball mentality of Antonio Brown's not going to beat us. These other guys have to, and you're sort of willing to die with that. But yeah, you, I mean, you certainly don't want these other other players to be the reason reason you lose. And we'll see that with Jabril Peppers. Uh, and obviously, now we'll take it to the defensive side of the ball. Uh, the Jabril Peppers-Jesse James matchup, that's probably going to be a big one today. And we're not really sure, you know, 
weather-wise, you know, how much passing game we're going to be able to see from either team today. Uh, you know, maybe a, a field that's a little slicker. Uh, Antonio Brown with the great, you know, you know, start and cut, uh, start and cut ability that he has could be a little difficult for him. But Pete, with Pittsburgh this week, with New Orleans next week, look, there's a lot of new faces in the secondary, and you know, whether you like all the talent that was brought in. These guys are going to get really tested here over the next two weeks, and we're going to kind of get the cut of everybody's jib as they play together here over these next two weeks. Yeah, it's not exactly an easy slate uh, when you have to go Antonio Brown, Michael Thomas back to back against two will be Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Uh, and and you know, again with the weather, we'll see uh, if it's you know not so bad that you can throw the ball. That does become an advantage for the offense. Like Antonio Brown knows where he's going to go. Denzel Ward. Or uh, Terrence Mitchell doesn't know where he's going to go necessarily, so that's you know not ideal. At the same time, if it is so bad, it may you know help Denzel Ward, who's a nice you know tight cover guy, to sort of get his feet under him a little bit and maybe build some confidence coming out of the gate. That you know, especially coming off the the, the scare he had with the with the back injury that turned out to be just spasm, but. Certainly, you want this kid to get off to a good start, uh, you know, make that good first impression and, and, and sort of let him know that he belongs and he's ready to be, you know, the guy that was worth the fourth overall pick and, and can be sort of the, the focal point, at least from the corners position in, in the secondary. Guys, we have Pete Smith here. Uh, we're breaking down, obviously, uh, the Browns, Steelers, week one matchup here. First Sunday pregame edition we're going to do. We'll see how these play out, see if you guys like them. We'll keep them up if you do. Uh, guys, Locked On College is up and launched. Um, each week, it's growing and growing, but more and more programs. Uh, they're going to co- cover the entire uh, athletic you know, nature of any specific college that you have. Uh, Locked On Sooners is up and running for all you Baker Mayfield fans, so go ahead, Locked On College. Get them into your rotation. Now, people, kick it over to the offensive side of the ball here. You know, Look, obviously, everybody's all geeked up. All the tools are now in the building, this, that, and the other thing. You know, Weather's going to put a damper on it. Uh, but you got Carlos Hyde, you got Nick Chubb, you got Duke Johnson, Josh Gordon with his size and his ability. That kind of translates to any type of weather. David Najoku could be a big day for him. Let's get some early thoughts here on the Browns offense today. Well, it's going to be interesting. Our, 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 you know, Todd Haley is more of a guy who wants to spread things out and open up running lanes. But you wonder, you know, and he does like to use tight ends. You wonder if, given the situation, they want to sort of close things up and just. Get behind, get behind the pads and run the ball. Uh, are they going to want to use like multiple back sets uh, in this type of uh, weather scenario, or do they want to, you know, just sort of find the hot hand early and try to try to ride him? I'd expect a lot of guys, like all three guys, to get some carries in this. Just the way this is going to go, uh, but you do have guys with size in 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 this type of atmosphere, like Najoku, like Josh Gordon, and they don't need to be, you know, 10-catch situations, but they may be able to make that one big play, and then this uh, becomes a really good game for Jarvis Landry. They're, they're a zone-type team. Uh, he tends to be a guy who can exploit zones. He does have strong hands, which should help him uh, really in this in this type of environment that uh, maybe he can sort of, you know, come in with some some clutch catches where maybe, you know, you know, it becomes like third and seven or something and they can he can make that play that sort of extends a drive and allows them to get points on the board. Um, but yeah, it's so much of this is gonna be what is even feasible with the passing game. 
Now, the last thing that becomes sort of a really interesting factor with this is if you go into this going, man, we're not going to be able to pass the ball, but we have this quarterback who can run a little bit, do they try to do some things, you know, and it doesn't necessarily have to be zone read. I think that gets a little bit of uh, cliche, but just the idea that you can do things like spread them out and, and, and show some things where you're going to create lanes where the quarterback doesn't have to get put himself in a situation to get hit, but he can take a little bit of profit, gain a little bit of yardage in, in maybe extended drive or, or, or maybe in the red zone, get into the end zone that may, you know, be the difference because, you know, that's becomes a tactical advantage the Browns have right now because the whale over on the other side of the ball ain't going to go there. But Tyrod is a guy who can be decisive and, and, and find yards. This is this could be a really a good uh, game for him just on those those little things he can do by being smart, protecting the football, uh, and and having his leg. Exactly. I mean, if you get yourself in a situation where it's second and nine, and look, you can call a pass play and pretty much just let Tyrod know, look, just find the open lane. If you can get us three, four, we'll be happy with it. You ain't got to throw the ball. Just get us something positive. Keep the drives moving. Keep Pittsburgh off the field. Things of that nature. Now, uh, obviously, uh, Pittsburgh, uh, Matthew Thomas, uh, late round pick for them. He has excelled in camp. A guy out of Florida State, ridiculous athlete. He's found himself a nice role. And then another defensive addition, uh, first round pick, which was the biggest head scratcher of round one. Obviously, you know, Pharrell, uh, Pharrell Edmonds, longtime, you know, uh, NFL tight end. His uh, had one son worthy of maybe going in the first round. Had another son was the biggest head scratcher and jumping into a safety position here today, starting for the Pittsburgh Steelers. How did Florida State do in their first game? I didn't see it, so was that I don't know because I saw some yuts wearing a backpack last night after a turnover. So we're not even discussing those things right now. The backpack turnover, maybe the lamest thing ever, and I did appreciate the Dora Explorer, the Dora the Explorer reference from Michael Kiss, Michael Welljob. Well, well done with that one. That was good. Well, I'm glad you got your 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 one good Noel thing in this week with with Matthew Thomas. Um, He's already got a package. <laughs> And they put Vince William to the outside. Uh, Tremaine Edmonds. Yeah, Tremaine Edmonds is was was a fascinating pick. Um, it just it was a super long term play. They felt like they, a pick they didn't need to make. Um, yeah, I mean that was certainly with the head scratcher. Um, it does feel like the secondary is a little bit of a question mark, and, and whether it's Matthew Thomas or somebody else. Uh, unfortunately, with the loss of Ryan Shazier, uh, you know Vince Williams is a solid but uns- unspectacular linebacker. That they, you know, there there should be opportunities in the middle of the field or down the field. Uh, they don't have a lot of strength, and even in preseason, you know, the Steelers aren't a historically great preseason team. But they got gutted uh, by the Packers. I mean, Deshaun Kaiser posed on a little bit. That's terrifying. Um, that. The problem is that they do have those two big mamooses up there in, in Hayward and, and Stephon Tewitt. T.J. Watt looks like he could be something pretty good. Uh, Bud Dupree, eh. uh, he's at least the guy there. That, that we're going to see what they want to do. I mean, this so much of this game feels like both sides, both defenses are going to want to blitz a lot to try to take control. Um, I, I'll be curious to see. I mean, Greg Williams can't help himself anyway. I'll be curious to see if the Steelers want to sit back and just let those guys sort of cause problems or if they want to, you know, uh, set the action by sort of attacking 
uh, more and more. But, yeah, I mean, it's an interesting dynamic. I mean, as the Browns, obviously, with the offensive line being sort of a question mark and being set up late, the Browns' defensive line is no different uh, in terms of trying to get that set up. But meanwhile, the Steelers have this issue with the secondary. So, I mean, everybody, you know, as much as we, you know, they've had four preseason games and all this time, there is this element of both these teams don't feel like, you know, they both teams are like, give me another week, give me another week to get sorted. So I, I think some of this is going to be, felt, uh, you know, getting this sorted out on the fly. So if the Browns can throw the ball, hopefully they can find sort of a defensive breakdown in the back secondary and create a big play. And, and they have obviously the, the horses to do it that maybe, you know, this this can be an opportunity for them to, to steal points at some point, get a big play, and hopefully put a little pressure on the other team. I, I do agree with you there. And I, a game like this, which everyone's going to anticipate to be low scoring, it, it's probably going to come down to one big play. I mean, there will be one 50, 60-yard gain by somebody, either way, that may make the ultimate difference in a game like this. Um, Pete, give me uh, for the Browns. Give me you know, one unsung guy today that you think you know people should keep their eyes on that we, maybe we haven't been talking about. One unsung guy. Um, well, I'll tell you the guy that 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 I think needs to have a big game, and it's because he's had a quiet preseason, but he's been really good in camp. Emmanuel Ogba. Uh, Miles Garrett has been an absolute force. Uh, I don't know if he's been Tropical Storm Gordo level, but he's been pretty dominant uh, early on. But Emmanuel Ogba's been really quiet in the preseason. Maybe it's just sort of, you know, getting his legs under him and not really sort of showing off. Not to say he hasn't done anything, but, uh, you know, there's a whole part of this where you're sitting there going, all right, we're in the regular season. We're, you know, we're, we're supposed to be building this defense around defensive ends. You and I talked last year about, you know, with Garrett missing so much time that before he went out with a foot injury, maybe Ogbo was the best player on the defense. It's time for that guy to sort of, you know, get back out there and show just how good he can be. And if that happens and Garrett and, and, and Ogbo are going, you know, really well together on the field at the same time, you know, the la- they, they played three and a half games together last year and produced like six sacks. Uh, th- that should be a huge advantage now it's time to actually see it absolutely and you know hopefully obviously you know the foot is finally you know each day hopefully it's getting a little bit better and better for him he can get a little more power you know turn the you know obviously the speed power combination and you know be obviously the you know the dream matchup that everybody's hoping for as far as the cleveland defensive ends there's one thing we're going to do with these shows pete i'm going to let you pick an offensive and defensive player of the game and i'll pick mine but sir i'll let you go first only on the brown side uh cool that's tough uh Offensive player of the game. I will say Duke Johnson. I think they've been sort of hiding him. Uh, I'm hoping that between the run, you know, a little bit of run and mostly finding ways to use him in the passing game, that he can hopefully find space and make some plays. That's probably wrong. I should probably go with one of the plotters, but uh, I'll go with that. You never know, though. I mean, he's got the kind of feet that, you know, it almost seems like, you know, the wet ground really wouldn't affect him too much, but we'll see. And then uh, uh, Miles Garrett, I mean, Alejandro Villanueva, I mean, God love him for, you know, uh, being an Army Ranger and serving our country, but Miles Garrett's going to do things for that man that he's never seen before and should just dominate, and hopefully uh, they uh, get, uh, he he gets to retire Ben Roethlisberger as I've long seen him. (laughs) 
All right, since Pete they went that direction, offensively, I'm going to go David Najoku. Like you guys have heard me say, I don't think weather like this affects a guy that David Najoku and the player that he is and the athlete he's using on the field. Uh, look, I mean, in this, you're going to see some jump balls because, you know, maybe the wind carries it a little bit. All of that may play into David Najoku's, in David Najoku's hand all the more better. Um, I'll go Jabril Peppers here. Look, if there's going to be a ton of running game, if there's going to be a ton of short passing, a monster day out of Jabril Peppers would be key for the Cleveland Browns. So, Jabril Peppers, I'm going to put you on spot there. Guys, you've been listening to Locked On Browns, your pregame at Tailgate Edition. I want to thank Pete Smith, guys. Read all of his work over at NFL Spin Zone. Guys, follow the show at Locked On Browns on Twitter. Always a follow-back account. Follow me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Guys, appreciate everything. Uh, we will be doing a post game today. Uh, let's see if game's going to end a little after four. Should have a team by five at the worst. Uh, guys, thanks for everything, and uh, let's go Browns. Week one, it's on.